0: I know you are already blessed in Christ Jesus, but if you feel so blessed being at church this morning, how about giving God a big round of applause together? Yeah. It's an honor to be back here. Uh, We came here 16 years ago. We were still skinny and young. And uh, now we are back with two kids and so many things have happened uh, since then. This morning I would like to minister to you in two ways. Number, w- number one, first, uh, we'll talk about the ministry. Uh, I had a great opportunity this morning, longer time, talking about the ministry during the Sunday school. So uh, we'll start our message because I'll be ministering also through the word of God this morning. But before we'll start with the, uh, the message, we'll talk about the ministry first. And it's going to be quick. And it's going to be fast. Um, more or less the same pictures. I'm saying it's shorter because I'm going to talk faster. OK? My name is Dean. My wife's name is Sheba. We have two kids, Shedea and Shedesh. We are missionaries of things to come mission in the country of South Africa. This morning we would like to share to you our daily, weekly, monthly and yearly ministries, starting off with homeschooling. Shaddish is grade, grade uh, 3, and Shadia is grade 6. And then we have our Bible studies. Every Tuesday, we have a Bible study in the town called Hamanskral. By the way, our Bible studies are our intro to church planting, meaning we start Bible studies hoping and praying that in one year time they become uh, churches. So we are not having Bible studies for the sake of being busy or having schedules or just for the sake of having a Bible study. But we really calculate even the distance of our Bible studies to be, you know, one day they become churches. So this is our Bible study. Now it's a church uh, in Kral. And then we have two Bible studies every Wednesday. One is in... uh, Boxburg City, and the other one is one of the suburbs that also belongs to uh, Boxburg. Every uh, Thursday, we have two Bible studies one is in uh, Kempton Park, the other one is in the capital city of Pretoria. And then Friday, we have one Bible study in the southern suburb of Johannesburg. And then we also have Bible schools. The name of our Bible school is g Teams or Grace Theological Education and Ministry School. This is our pastoral and workers training ministry. We have five campuses uh, right now, and these are our students. Some of them uh, during our grand opening this school year, 2022. That was uh, taken. That picture was taken last January 15. Two days before we came to the States these are our principals, teachers and staff of our Bible schools all of them are graduates of our Bible schools it is such an honor and great opportunity for us as a family to be able to teach and train professionals uh, men and women that are now working with us in expanding the ministry through teaching and training pastors uh, this is our campus in Boxburg, Soshangovi, Lindelani, Lehigh, and then Hammanskral. The campus is in Lehigh and Kraal They just opened last uh, January this year. And then we add another program for all our pastors and it is called map class or ministerial advancement program these are practical lessons leadership lessons that we add to all the graduates of our bible schools we print our own books because it is very expensive to send books from the states and also expensive to receive books uh, in south africa so we Uh, ask the writers, authors, and publishers of some of the books that we are using if we could print these books from the comfort of our garage. And so my wife is doing that. Uh, She has her office in our garage and we are printing our books there. And then we have our graduation every December during our national conference. And we've been uh, training uh, more than uh, 40 people that are Working with us. Actually, we train more, but some are not uh, committing themselves for full-time ministry. And then we have our church planting program. It's called Impact in East A. Impact means I must plant a church today. There is a sense of urgency. It should be today, not tomorrow. Tomorrow will never come, but today. And we want to bring impact to the community by establishing a church feeding program will bring impact you know giving blankets and clothing and other uh, things even financial aspects they can bring impact but the greatest impact we can bring is the establishment of a local church because it is something that would last quite some time this uh, These are our team uh, members for our church planting movement and we are hoping that when we go back in September we'll be able to add more people that are going for uh, church planting alongside with us. We planted this church in Boxburg. We got robbed before we uh, planted this church. Uh, We came from the States. We went back to South Africa about a couple of miles away from the airport we got stopped by a police officer well a couple of police officers they presented themselves to be police officers they said that they were looking for guns and looking for drugs they searched our car they found nothing and they specifically specifically mentioned that they are not looking for money they found our money one thousand five hundred dollars we saved For our housing you know we wanted to get a house and pay the first month and the down payment and it took all of them and uh, we hated that place so much we rented a house an hour away from Boxburg but then while we were an hour away from this place you know the people they just keep calling us you know come for Bible studies and let's have a church let's start a church in this place and you know, after a year, we decided, well, we'll go back. we go back to Boxburg and we started this church. And then we have a Bible school also there in that city. I guess we had to pay $1,500 to have the church going and the Bible school establishing. You know, there's a price to everything. And then we also helped this church in uh, Diviton. And then uh, this church, we won through our Bible school from Lindilani, Another church we won through our Bible school from Lehigh. And then we started a church about six hours away from our headquarters in another province called Free State. That's a Bible study, and then now there's a church there. And then three weeks before COVID, we started a church in the town called Kral. Three weeks after, we were under lockdown, and uh, we had no church for seven months. We were so worried that when we reopened the church, there's no one. But, you know, they are continuing until now. And then this church, we thought, well, COVID will stay, and so we must continue planting churches. And so we started this church uh, November uh, 2020. You know, when everyone was still scared of COVID, we were out there wearing masks and continuing with our uh, church planting program. And then we helped this church in uh, Soshangovey. And then the newest church that our family is so involved is a church in the farm. We don't have a building yet. So uh, that's our church. Sunday afternoon, we gather there. That's our church. And pray that we will be given a permission To put up a tent at least there's a shelter for our people they are very faithful and we have a good attendance there they just need to have a place to fellowship it's winter right now in South Africa so imagine winter it's very cold and they are out there for a church worship I hope they are a great encouragement to you you know we have so many excuses but these people they come to church and then we have our kids' ministry. It's called Kids' Gig or Kids Growing in Grace. My wife is so involved with the Sunday school teachers, teaching them with a grace message. And then they go back to their respective uh, churches to teach their kids there. We have uh, 60 to si- 70 young people within our youth uh, ministry. And every June 16, we have our Youth Day Conference. We have our youth camp also for our uh, young people that are participating uh, with this program. And then we have our ministry with young professionals, Singles Professionals Fellowship, 20 plus, wonderful group of professionals attending our fellowship. And then we have uh, school campus ministries. Right now we are ministering to one public school and two private schools, and we are preaching there the grace message And we are, uh, you know, like the pastors of uh, these schools. We have open-air crusade ministry. We have community outreach called Give. We have ministries with women called uh, Ladies' Gift, uh, Ladies uh, Growing in Faith Together. Obviously, we have ministries with men, good men, or Grace Organization of Dedicated Men. And then every year, we call our pastors for Leadership Summit before our national conference. And then we have our national conference every first weekend of December. And then we have our unity service every three months. We call other churches nearby and we have our guest speaker and we just fellowship and have the word together. And then we have the Grace teaching videos. We love to call this Grace uh, TV. It sounds very fancy, but it's actually an online ministry. Every day, noon time, South African time, we preach 12 to 15 minutes through our Facebook uh, page and Grace TV YouTube channel. And we started this... Uh, we intensify this rather during the lockdown we were unable to go out for our bible studies and we thought what are we going to do well we are the family that never stops thinking and never stops making plan to do something so we thought we are going to convert our dining area and make it a studio and every day we preach the word from there through our grace tv uh, facebook page and youtube channel and every day We are reaching out to 500 people on our daily broadcast. And then the Sunday messages, uh, it's reaching out to close to 1,000 people. I mean, can you believe that? Before our lunch, we already have a lot of people that we are reaching. So we thought we are going to continue with this ministry even when we go back. Uh, Just a few prayer requests. Continue to pray for our family, our health. Because we'll be flying to the Philippines on Saturday evening, midnight, via uh, uh, Taiwan. And then we are hoping that on the 18th, we'll be uh, in the Philippines. We'll be processing our visa there. And then we are visiting our families. Pray that we'll be able to get our visa in a little bit easier way. And also pray that the Lord will provide our airfares. Uh, for South Africa plane tickets this time is really very expensive and it's burdensome for us pray that the Lord will provide uh, these needs also pray for our ministry in South Africa the Lord is doing wonderful things in that side of the world and we are hoping that we'll be able to do more Uh, we have so many things going on but we believe we can do more and we can do more because We keep adding people to partner with us. We keep producing pastors, uh, you know, to help us in our ministry. ministry. So uh, just pray that the Lord will keep us healthy and strong. If you want to know more about our ministry, we have a table out out there. And you can grab our newsletters. Uh, They are available there. We also have our brochures and our prayer card, everything we are they're at our table and they are free uh, please remember us in your prayers let's go to the Word of God Is my time right <laughs> okay you know we are uh, a little bit behind in Indiana so I need to make sure it's like what happened to my watch it's time already let's go to the book of mark chapter 2 let's start there mark chapter 2 and let's talk about mission possible have you heard about mission impossible right now my message is about mission possible mark chapter 2 verses 1 down to verse 5 we'll start there and again he entered Capernaum after some days and it was heard that he was in the house this is the Lord Jesus Christ immediately many gathered together so that there was no longer room to receive them not even near the door and he preached the word to them and then they came to him bringing a paralytic who was carried by four men. Pay attention to that phrase carried by four men. And when they could not come near him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was. So when he had broken, they had broken through, they lit down the bed on which the paralytic man was lying. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to Uh, The paralytic son, your sins are forgiven you. This morning, I'm going to talk about Mission Possible. And I'm going to talk about these four men. People who have no names, no titles. Maybe they are not even religious people. They are not famous people. They are not maybe educated people. But today, we will learn mission from them. I call them Fantastic Four. Because as ordinary as they are, they are doing wonderful and great things. In Capernaum, Jesus Christ uh, visited and he went to that house. Maybe this house was owned by one of the apostles or family members of the apostles. You know, Peter, James, John, and Matthew. They were all from this city of Capernaum. And we see that when Jesus Christ arrived there, everybody heard about him. And I like this word, immediately. It seems like everyone was so aware that Christ is in the house. And when Christ is in the house, it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful time together. Preaching time and miracles time. And so you imagine this, the healthy were there, the active were there, the able were there, the curious were there, the critics were also there. The Bible says in Luke chapter 5 verse 17 that the Pharisees and the teachers of the law were also there. So the house was full packed to the capacity with all kinds of people and then four more carrying a paralytic man arrived and you know as i mentioned these people maybe not famous not rich not educated but they have something greater than themselves they have something that's life changing something that's powerful and eternal and we will learn about these things today. Number one, we had a mission. This Fantastic Four had a mission. And very simple, to bring a paralytic man to Jesus Christ, the Savior, the Healer. They could have gone to that house and sit at the very front, Right? They could have gone there and listened to the message of Jesus Christ from the very beginning all the way to the end. And they could have received all the miracles that Christ is going to perform during that day. But this fantastic four, they decided that they will go to the house and listen to the Lord Jesus Christ, but they will not go there empty handed. They want. To bring this paralytic man. Number two, they had compassion. Compassion is love in action. These fantastic four understood that compassion is going to be very expensive for them. Bringing a paralytic man to Jesus Christ would cost them a lot of time, right? the Bible didn't mention how far is the house of this man if it's far then they have to go there carry the man and then go to the house where Christ was preaching and we have no idea how big is this guy that they are going to carry if he's a tiny little man like me he would be a lot lighter and easy to carry but what if he's a little bit bigger? So I tell you, it's going to be time-consuming for these men. They are going to arrive late at that place where Christ was preaching. They understood that it will cost them a lot of energy. It's not easy to carry a bed with a man in it. They will arrive so Tired. and bringing a paralytic man to Jesus Christ would deprive them of the opportunity to hear the whole sermon of Jesus Christ and you don't want to do that right you came here earlier because you want to listen to my entire sermon praise the Lord for that you are very respectful And you don't want to miss any word that Christ is going to say. But this Fantastic Four, because of their compassion for that man, they were willing to miss some of the portions of Christ's message just to bring a paralytic man, a disabled man, to Christ. And in spite of all of this time-consuming, and it's going to be energy-consuming, Despite all this, they choose to carry a paralytic man. And we have no idea who's this paralytic man. Is he famous, rich, important person? Some, someone that could repay them with money in case, you know, something good will happen? We have no idea. But it doesn't matter for them. They carry that man. Number three, we had an expectation. We had an expectation. These fantastic four believe that if the paralytic man will meet the Lord, he will not only be saved, but he will be healed. That's an expectation. His life will never be the same. That's an expectation. Number four, we had a solution. They understood that bringing a paralytic man to Jesus Christ in a full-packed house it's not going to be easy. Verse 4 says that when they could not come near Christ in the house because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof, they broke in through the roof, and then they lit down the bed with a paralytic man in it. That is solution. That is solution. They were willing to do everything within their power to not only let the man hear about Christ. We are living in this world that everyone heard about Christ. But we have no personal encounter with Christ. Do you understand the difference? Go out and ask people about Christ. They know about Christ. But they have not have that time and that experience to meet the Lord personally. Many of them, we heard about Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. They watched that on TV. They read it on the scriptures. And, and you know, maybe someone told them about that historical, historical event. But never make that history a personal experience. And that's the understanding of these people. They can put this man outside the door. And if I were one of these men, I would be saying, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. In a crowded room, I'm going to go to Jesus Christ and softly tell the Lord Jesus Christ to speak louder. Right? That's a clever idea. I'm going to come closer to him, speak, ask the Lord to speak louder, because there's someone outside listening to Christ. And I think the paralytic man will understand. I would be explaining to that man, "Brother, we have done our part. You see, we are late, we are tired, but we are here. I just told Christ to speak louder. I think the man will understand. But no, this Fantastic Four decided that they are going to take this man all the way to Jesus Christ. They are going to let that man see the Lord face to face. And then and only then that this man will experience salvation and change. And they were willing to pay the price. They carried that man onto the roof. And then they destroyed the roof. I call it destroy because the roof doesn't belong to them. And I don't think they had a permission from the owner. And you know, here they were really doing everything. They were willing to destroy the roof and probably willing to pay if it was necessary. They were willing to distract and disturb Christ in his sermon. Can you believe that? That's terrible. You don't want to disturb Christ when he's preaching. But this Fantastic Four, they were willing to do that for this man to see the Lord face to face. They want to bring the lost, the paralytic man, the helpless, the disabled at any cost. Beloved, we are surrounded by people that are helpless. disabled they're helpless and disabled because of their sins they can walk they can run they can talk they can go anywhere they want but they are paralyzed by their sinfulness and many of these people they have heard about Christ all their lives but they have never met the Lord Jesus Christ in an intimate and personal way You can come to church and come the earliest as you can and sit on the very front and enjoy listening to the sermon. But I think you can be fantastic too. You can be fantastic too. Just like the Fantastic Four, we have a mission to do. The same God that wanted people to be saved in the past is also the same God that he wants people to be saved. In this present time, please go with me to First Timothy chapter two, verses three and four. First Timothy chapter two, three and four. The Bible says, "For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved, all men to be saved, and to come to the knowledge of the truth. All men." Wait, wait, wait Pastor Dean including the bad guys in my neighborhood, including that family member that, I mean, he's terrible, including the drug addicts and the killers. Yes, all of them. God wants them to be saved, and then when they are saved, they must come to the knowledge of the truth. And our mission is to save the lost and edify the saints. And I tell you this, God could have used angels to do this noble task God could have used angels and it would be impactful powerful, quicker and cheaper right? they don't need to raise funds for their support for food, for projects they can just zoom wherever they want to go and they are there but it pleases God To partner with you and me as imperfect as we are, members of the body of Christ, God is saying, I'm going to save the lost and edify the saints through the body of Christ. That's why, as believers, we have to understand that the moment we trusted Christ as our Savior, the moment you got saved, you have received something a couple of things first you receive the message of reconciliation a message is something that is fixed and permanent and i tell you this do not compromise the gospel for the sake of number and relationship never compromise the message of the word the message of reconciliation and then you also receive the ministry of reconciliation. Ministry is something that is flexible, something that has many different types. And you receive these things because you are an ambassador of Jesus Christ. And if you want to know more about this, Second Corinthians chapter 5, verses 18 and 20, all the way to 20, uh, you can read the details. We are ambassadors of Christ. We are representing heaven. We are representing God. We are re- representing the Bible. And every time we are doing this, we are doing the work that God has given to us. I like 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 1. The Bible says, we are workers together with Christ. Can you believe that? It pleases God to partner with you and me believers. So, it is very important to know who we are in Christ and important to know where we are in the body of Christ. And as we travel around, we've been asking questions. I promise you they're easy ones. The first question is, are you a member of the body of Christ? It is a question that is answerable by yes or no. If you are saved, you're a member of the body of Christ, there's no doubt about it. If you are not saved, we want you to be saved because you are not yet a member of the body of Christ. This is a salvation question. You have to answer this. Your destination, your future depends on your answer on this question. And then the second question I'm asking is, if you are already a member of the body of Christ, where are you in Christ's body? If you are already in the body of Christ, which part of the body of Christ you belong? This question is a ministry question. So many people they know that they are saved and so they are in the body of Christ. But many people, they have no idea where are they in Christ's body. And so until now, for many years of being saved, they don't know how to serve the Lord. They try to sing, they are not singers. They try to play guitars, but they they feel like concert king, but they they cannot play. They try to preach, but they cannot talk. They, They try and try, and every time they try, they feel embarrassed. And so many of them, they are discouraged. They just feel comfort in coming to church and sitting down doing nothing. Now I'm preaching, right? I've discovered many years ago that my gift Is talking I could talk and I'm willing to drive for many hours just to talk and I can talk you know when we started the you know with the Bible school I started talking from nine o'clock I was the only teacher from nine o'clock in the morning all the way to five and after five in the afternoon I felt like I can still talk and the more I talk the more I feel like energized and revitalized but not all people can talk. We meet a guy in Oklahoma. He says, I can't even pray publicly. I said, brother, it's all right. What's your work in church? I'm the one that's uh, behind the sound booth. And I'm making sure that the, the batteries of the microphones are replaced. And the sound is doing good. And, you know, we do online. And I'm making sure everything is in order. I said, wow, that's a very important part of the ministry. My question is, if you are in the body of Christ, where are you in Christ's body? So many parts, right? And we are members in particular. Let me close with this point. In the mission of God, there are two parts. Acts 13, verse 3. Acts 13, verse 3. The Bible says and when we had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them they sent them away take note of the phrase they sent them away this passage refers to the believers in Antioch and the first missionary journey of Saul and Barnabas and pay attention to the word Them and they. Because these are the two sides of the mission work. In our time, the Sint Ones are the trained missionaries. In this time of writing, it refers to Saul and Barnabas, the Sint Ones. In our time, they are the trained missionaries. Who are the trained missionaries? They are the people that are willing to step forward in faith. They are the people that are willing to apply for passports and visas. These are the people that are willing to cross barriers, borders, cultures, and languages. The saint ones are the ones that are willing to leave their loved ones behind for the people that they are not related to and countries that they've they never been to. And bless the Lord for the saint ones. Some of the missionaries that are serving in dangerous places. We got robbed twice already. And some missionaries that are serving in countries that when they go out and carry their Bibles and preach publicly, it means they're going to prison. Bless the Lord for their lives. But then there's another side of mission, and they are the cinders. In Acts 13, you know, the writer talks about the believers in Antioch. Now, in our time, the cinders are the churches, the members of local churches. They are the people who are remaining in their homes, in their churches. They are the ones that are working, continuing with their earnings, with their daily schedules. But these are the ones that are praying and communicating. With the missionaries. And sometimes, many times, these are the ones that are giving to sustain the ministries of the missionaries in many parts of the world. Which one are you? Which side of the bed you want to carry? The saint ones or the cinders? I tell you this if God is calling you to to be a missionary say yes Lord I'm here I'm ready to go just like Isaiah right Isaiah said I'm here Lord send me now don't be like Juna you know what happened to Juna God said go there Juna said I'm going there what happened to him got in the boat thrown out of the boat into the ocean and then into the mouth of the big fish and then still went to the same place that God wanted him to go. So you can do it in a lot easier way. Just say, Lord, I'm here. But if not, stay. Serve the Lord faithfully here at church. Be faithful, be available, be teachable. And if you cannot go, send someone since someone four years ago we went to Pennsylvania and visited a the family their house was too small in the middle of the forest Our GPS cannot even locate the place it keeps telling us recalculating recalculating but we knew there was a house on the top we found a place and we went there The members of the family they were sick with Lyme disease but we know them we've been communicating with them and so we shared our report and they were so happy about it after two hours we thought that's it they feel tired and so we decided to leave and the mother in the house handed over to us an envelope and in that envelope we know there's money And that time we told her, no, no, we're okay. We have money for food. We have money for gas. That's your money. Use it for your medication. Use it for the fixing of your house. Do anything, but that's yours. We are okay. And this mother said, Pastor Dean, we've been poor all our lives. And the only time we feel rich is when we write that check and then send it to TCM for you. We leave that place crying, literally crying, and we talk like, we, we need to do something. And since that year, we decided we want to be part of what's going on all over the world. And so we started supporting other missionaries also. We understand we will never get rich. We will never have enough. But nothing can hinder us from being involved, being part of what the Lord is doing in other parts of the world. Again, if God is calling you to go, go. Tell us about it. Write to TCM. Visit a mission field. But if God is calling you to stay, you stay. But send someone. Father, thank you for your word. We pray that you will raise up fantastic four and more people in this church that are willing to carry their side of the bed. And we know it's not going to be easy. They will get tired. They will uh, be spending money and energy. And sometimes they will be burdened. But we know it's worth it. Every soul that's coming to you because we have labored Much and more is worth it. And so we pray that you will help us to be faithful and available and teachable as we do this ministry. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity that we can share our ministry and share the word also to this congregation. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Thank you, Pastor Dean. I told you he was a busy man. But more than busy, he's faithful. And I praise God for for that, his testimony, his family and his desire to see the gospel preached, reach to a world that's so lost and so desperately needs to hear the gospel, the grace of God uh, this morning as we uh, prepare to to dismiss, uh, if you don't know the Lord Jesus as your Savior, if by faith you've never trusted Christ, uh, let me encourage you to make the most important decision you'll ever make in your life, and that is to believe that Christ died for your sins, was buried, and rose again. Let me encourage you to believe that there's absolutely nothing you can do to deserve it, to earn it, to work for it, to bring it about on your own, that it's the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Thank you, Brother Dean, for, for reminding us of that truth and the fact that, you've, that God's called us to be ministers of the word of reconciliation, how important that, that is. If uh, you desire to be a sender today, and I encourage you to, to do that, we're gonna have an offering plate back in the back Uh, if you would like to donate to uh, to their ministry there in South Africa uh, there will be an offering plate in the back uh, and you can uh, leave your donation to their ministry in that as you're leaving Uh, if you're writing a check make it out to things to come mission uh, and but just put Dean's name on the uh, on the uh, uh, check someplace so that they'll know that it's, it's going to the ministry there in, in South Africa. But we praise God for you, your ministry, and we'll continue as a church to pray for you. That we promise you that, uh, that we'll do. Let's stand this morning and be dismissed. Again, continue to pray for so many in our church family that, uh, that needs prayer this morning. Pray for one another, um, but pray for those that you know are, are in the hospital and have some physical physical needs. Let's bow in prayer. Father, we come before you this morning, and we thank you for just the joy of being able to come together as members of the body of Christ to worship you. Father, we're thankful for the opportunity we have to gather here to open our Bibles, to search the scriptures, to learn about what you're doing around the world Father, to hear about the faithfulness of these missionaries. Father, pray your blessings on their lives. Father, use them in a mighty way to bring others to a saving knowledge of Christ Jesus before it's eternally too late. Father, press on our hearts, burden us with a desire to see others come to know you as Savior. Father, we thank you for our salvation. We thank you that we have been made new creations in Christ. We thank you that heaven is our home, and we come rejoicing in that plan of salvation. Father, we rejoice that you've made us part of that message. And may we leave here knowing that it's not just South Africa, but, Fathers, we leave these doors that we are entering the mission field, and may we faithfully serve. Now, Father, we pray all these things in Christ's holy and most precious name. Amen.